Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast. I am Patrick Lyons. I am Susie Hunter. Patrick, what a weird couple of days at Coors Field. These are these games are peak Coors. Very much so, especially when you have the Rockies playing great at home, like they're an under 500 team. Only slightly, but we know they've got the magic at Coors Field many times, especially when they come back on the road after the last road trip that they just had. Mm-hmm. It's just, ugh. <sighs> the heat, the... I don't know. I don't know. I'm all flustered. (laughs) Yeah. No, look, they had leads in both these games on Tuesday and Wednesday. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely been a lot. But you know what? There was definitely a silver lining today and yesterday, and that's Nolan Jones. Nolan Jones is, uh, as I've been calling him, I think we've all been calling him this, everyone's saying it, the one true Nolan. The one true Nolan. uh, And that home run today, that go-ahead homer, oof. Chef's kiss. Nolan being Nolan means something totally different right now <laughs> because it's it's exciting. Like we're we're seeing the start of a guy who could be. I'm gonna put it right here right now. Is he a 2024 All Star kind of guy? Where you're like, and it's a little early. He's got to prove it. But you're like, man, if, if you're looking for like a little bit of a sleeper for next year, he could be a guy that represents the National League uh, in uh, in Philadelphia. No, in Texas. Texas is where the All-Star game is Texas next year. Texas is next year. It's a weird one. Um, uh, Philly is 2026 because it's the uh, 250th? Sesquicentennial. The sesquicentennial. Uh, that would be fun. I, <laughs> I, I kind of want Nolan to be a 2026 All-Star because he's a Philly guy. Couldn't he do both? Why not both? Are we Why putting the cart before both? the horse? We, well, okay, let's, <laughs> let's pull the cart back. Let's find the horses. <laughs> <laughs> let's saddle them up. No, look. No, this was, this, was a great, this was a great Nolan Jones game, and they've all been great Nolan Jones games. I mean, the last two days have been fantastic. It was, you know, going into the series, I really wanted to talk a lot uh, to Brenton Doyle and Nolan Jones, just about their chemistry a little bit in the outfield, yeah. uh, everything that they're doing together defensively, feeding off each other. And then we actually ended up seeing it on Tuesday with both those guys. We can get into the details of that. Mm-hmm. But there's there's definitely a lot of life since the trade deadline. Say what you will about all the strikeouts. But there is uh, a lot of life to this team right now going forward, despite the fact that there could be an absence of, of losses for the most part. Yeah. Um, uh, can we talk about that play on Tuesday where both of them were kind of converging um, uh, close to center field? And I got a little nervous that it was going to be a collision. Because obviously I'm so traumatized from yeah. this season of injuries that I <laughs> am like, no, they're going to collide and they're both going to break their femurs and they're going to be out like indefinitely. Ouch. And that's like what was going through my head. Uh, please, someone call my therapist. Obviously, <laughs> I uh, need help. But that they're they're good out there and they've got good chemistry and it's even better that they're both they're both young guys so we both we get to have both of them for years to come hopefully yeah rookies man they're uh they're doing things ezekiel tovar we know is the guy with all the shine but i mean doyle and, and nojo have been doing it as you said injuries doyle went up against the wall on tuesday night splat but bounces back yes uh then jones in that play where there could have been some kind of collision uh, he hits the wall, Jones, and then afterwards you see him playing with his jaw a little bit. Um, it didn't look like his face had hit that much, but I think it was just enough where it maybe knocked it offline ever so slightly. Uh, Jones did say after the game, you know, like, hey, was there any back and forth between you two guys? Were you fighting over the, the ball a little bit? And, and Jones said, no, no, when I, when I caught it, Doyle just said, finally. Like, yeah, finally you, you Wait, come over here to help me out a little bit. These boys are actually hilarious. No, that... 
it's it's been really great seeing yeah. them kind of break out from that mold and and we talked to buddy post game and he said mm -hmm. yeah no he's he's ascending he likes that word ascending because he took that step forward i think all throughout this summer spring and summer and you say okay this is a guy to keep your eye on for next year similar to what you know maybe connor joe did in 2021 similar to what mm. sean bouchard was able to do in the final month of the season last year but Nolan Jones has already now ascended to another level where yes. you go, okay, this guy is like Ryan McMahon kind of hype where you go, he's going to be a perennial 20 home run hitter each and every season in addition to all the great gold glove work he's been having in the outfield. Dare I say, I know that kind of the story of the remaining like six and a half weeks of this season is watching these young guys play and watching them learn and improve and just learn how to be major leaguers. I think the actual story of the last few weeks of the season might be the rise of Nolan Jones. It Am is. Am I wrong? No, not at all. You, you've never been more right in your life. I mean, this is oh my that, gosh, it's the summer you, of no Joe. Alyssa, did you hear that? <laughs> Can you mark that? <laughs> summer of no. Well, you're right about a lot of things. Wait, no did doubt. you see? Uh, did you see the uh, graphic for <laughs> Nolan Jones? Um, anytime no. he does it, <laughs> hold on. It's on my Twitter. Um, is this on the like the, the Rocky scoreboard? Yeah, on the Rocky scoreboard. Because it, it's a it's a Barbie reference. Hold on. Oh. If I send this to Alyssa, he's got Ken vibes. Is he? Uh, is he the Rocky's Ken? He might be the Rockies can <laughs> Alyssa I'm gonna send you this tweet you gotta put it up on the screen when you can but it's a it's a Barbie movie reference and I haven't I didn't get a chance to talk to Nolan after I saw this but um the graphic says instead of a mojo dojo casa house it's oh. a nojo dojo casa house you know I did see that and it did not resonate with me about like what that's from I'm like oh that's a thing from something but it's I a didn't thing know from Barbie what, yeah a movie that you have seen recently I did <laughs> it, actually, it's, it shouldn't be that deep back in your brain I was like yeah that's a reference to something what exactly it's a reference to I, I don't know no Noah Jones is more than Kenuff I will say that much <laughs> yes he is uh I mean I know they say Barbie is everything <laughs> Nolan Jones is everything right now please He's, please so he entered this uh, here it is if you're watching us on YouTube it's yeah. it's up now <laughs> oh, now that's on the Jumbotron. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I'd seen it on Twitter on the Rockies account, them saying the Nojo. Nojo Dojo Casa House. <laughs> yes. It's a kind of a tongue twister. Instead of the Mojo, it's Nojo. Yes. I like that. But I had not seen uh, that scoreboard graphic. Um, Very they, good. They just made it. Just made it, I think, like maybe this morning. Smart. Inspired by the Rockies account tweeting it. Dude, that's fantastic. I got the intel. You know, if there's someone, if there's anyone who cares more about the scoreboard at Coors Field, let them know. No, I, I, I love that. He, he entered the series with seven outfield assists. Brenton Doyle also had seven. We did learn recently that the, uh, the franchise record was 10, of course, by Brad Hopp. Seven was uh, Corey Sullivan was second. So mm -hmm. all three of those guys tied. And in, I don't even want to say the last 48 hours, it's closer to 24 hours. Nolan Jones went from having seven to 10. He had one, uh, a, a, a rope, uh, just threw a strike to Elias Diaz down the left field line on Tuesday for number eight. You got two more in today's game, which I'll talk about. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if you heard what Bud Black had to say about Nolan Jones's throw down the left field line. He said it was it was remnants of Bo Jackson. That's some praise right there. His teammate, former teammate. Bo Jackson. That is that's a big compliment right there. You it doesn't really get much better than that. No, it, it definitely doesn't. Then he goes out and unfortunately on a Nick Ahmed bases clearing triple. Ugh. That would have been a homer uh, 
everywhere was, except Coors Field. It was also so freaking close to being an Inside the Park Grand Slam. And we... I would have died. I would have perished right there in the press box. It, if we saw an inside the park home runs are bad enough, but yeah. if it was an inside the park grand slam, good lord. I think the last one may have been like Ryan Tapia uh, at Fenway last year, right? Yeah. Didn't he? Didn't he do that? Actually, um, uh, someone did. I think the, someone did it today. Yeah, someone did have an inside the park. It wasn't a grand slam though, right? No, no, it was just an inside yeah. the park home run. Um, uh, and I can't find who did it now, but. It happened today. Some other team did it today, and it wasn't against us. Ahmed got around the bases really quick. I think it was just because it was a ball that was just really high up in the air, and he got out of the box immediately. Uh, but Jones hits the cutoff, man. Boom. They fire him out of home plate. That's uh, outfield assist number nine. And then an inning later, Jose Herrera trying to stretch a single into a double, fires him out at second base. Just like that. Three in two days. It's the second time this season he's actually done it. Two games when you were in Washington. July 24th mm -hmm. and 25th, he had two on the 25th. But to do it in back-to-back -back innings, just unbelievable. And actually, his third time all season long having outfield assists in back-to-back -back games, he did that uh, in Cincinnati, I want to say, on June 21st, and then at home mm -hmm. uh, after an off day against the Angels on June 23rd. So people uh, have not learned their lesson just yet. <laughs> Don't run. On Nolan Jones. Imagine trying to run on Nolan Jones. What a crazy idea. It's what a crazy idea. Um, not great. Not a great we, move. Not a great move. Not a great move. Are we going to talk about Austin Gomber's moves today? Sure. Uh, his six innings. That was six innings, right? Because that, that, that fifth inning before was very long. And you did ask him about that and how that affected him going into the sixth. Um, but Alyssa, we do have that sound ready, right? All right, so here is what Austin Gomber had to say about the game, the heat, the Christian Walker of it all, etc. <laughs> here we go. The bottom of the fifth was, was long for you guys, obviously, at the plate, and you had to go back out there. How do you stay fresh and stay you know, mentally prepared to go back out for another inning when you've been sitting in the dugout for that long? Uh, mentally, it's easy. It's just physically trying to keep your body in a position to be able to go out there and execute your delivery. Uh, just felt like my arm was great. My stuff was still fine. It was just kind of lost the ability to command the ball there. We saw it all series. What are some of the challenges of facing a hitter like Christian Walker, especially when he's really locked in like he is at this point? Well, I mean, he's got a lot of pop. Uh, you know, we've seen him a lot over the years. Uh, you know, he's done damage against us. So, um, you know, you just got to be ahead of him. You know, I feel like, I mean, me personally, I was behind him all day. Um, you know, and it makes for a much easier job for him. But, you know, you tip your cap, and he's a good player. Uh, you know, so we'll just move on. Did you feel the heat at all today? It's just one of the hottest days of the year. No, Didn't not really. It. Yeah, not really. I feel like we are moving pretty quickly there. Just kind of got out of the delivery there at the end and lost the ability to command the ball. Thank you. Breckenridge bourbon, official bourbon of the Denver Broncos, widely known for their blended bourbon whiskey, a high rye mash American style whiskey. Apre anywhere is the hashtag. Very, very French. That's a good hashtag. It's a great one. Yeah, and it's alliterative, right? Double A. Apre anywhere. Mm -hmm. It's fantastic for a company that's just has won so many awards. 
that if we want to keep this show under an hour, I don't think I could read all of them. Uh, <laughs> it, it is considered the world's highest distillery, founded back in 2008 in Breckenridge, Colorado, which, I mean, I know everybody knows that. But in case you didn't, it is in Breckenridge, Colorado. It's, not, it's called that for a reason. That's right. One of it, the most beautiful places in the world, making some of the finest spirits in the world. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. And they actually have products in all 50 states. All you got to do is shop a local retailer or visit BreckenridgeDistillery.com. To find out, you can get home delivery of award-winning Breckenridge Spirits. Bantamweight battle for the belt is going down this Saturday. UFC 292, Aljamain Sterling and Sean O'Malley will fight this Saturday. Get your bets in on DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. New customers can bet just $5 to get $150 in bonus bets instantly. Will the current champ keep his crown? Or will challenger Sean O'Malley hand Sterling his first loss since 2017? Well, Patrick, that's actually my DraftKings pick of the week. Hit it. Yeah. So, yeah, that UFC 292, we are taking the underdog. We're taking Sugar Sean O'Malley at yes. the plus 200 odds. Um, listen, everyone, or not everyone, but experts do say he's one of the best strikers in UFC. So, mm -hmm. We know that. Um, I checked in with at Big Drive Spence. He approves. Uh, but the action starts at 6 p.m. Mountain Time on Saturday. Mm -hmm. Prelims start at 4. And we'll have that on at the bar. I back that I back yeah. that pickup. Sean O'Malley yeah. is, is exciting. Uh, I imagine his hair is also going to be his exciting. His hair is crazy. That in and Good of itself him. Uh, is, is worth getting the pay-per-view. You don't have to worry about that because we'll have it here. Of course, as always, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DNVR. New customers can bet just $5 on UFC 292 to get $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's this Saturday only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code DNVR. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net in partnership with Hollywood Casino in Charlestown Races. All games regulated by West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 or older in most eligible states, but each varies up by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash MMA terms. Um, uh, we have an update. Um, uh, Will Carpenter popped in to tell us who hit the inside the park home run. It was Luke Rayleigh uh, in San Francisco for the Rays off the weird wall. The weird Ugh. wall. You know, everyone knows the weird wall. Thank you, Will. I just could not remember. I was like, I know I saw it on Twitter. Yeah, that's the stadium that produces. It doesn't produce as many triples as Coors Field does. But, man, if, if you hit one there, it's definitely going to ding around just a little bit. Yeah, mm -hmm. so Gomber, you know, loses it there uh, in the sixth. Really wanted to get the quality start. He uh, he was sitting in that that dugout in the bottom of the fifth inning. Rockies had scored a lot of runs, got back into that game. Uh, he, he just couldn't couldn't find it, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, Kinley officially does blow it after Nolan Jones hits that go-ahead home run. He almost hit a home run on Tuesday night. It was 29 out of 30. It was mm. just like a low line drive that hit like the top of the wall. He said he didn't think he got all of it because it was a little bit further outside. If that's uh, his him not wheelhouse. getting all of it, that was pretty damn good. Ryan McMahon has three hits. Uh, he hit his 20th home run of the season. His career high is 24. This is actually his fourth season with 20 or more home runs. Could say four consecutive seasons, dot, dot, dot. 
in 162 game seasons. Right. We're not going to count 2020 necessarily. I uh, hate that we have to qualify all these with in 162 game seasons just because of the freaking pandemic. Yeah, what a he, mess. He uh, actually tied for 10th all time for most 20 homer seasons. Ties with Charlie Blackman and Brad Hopp. Now, Charlie had you know a couple 30 home run seasons in there, but still, yeah. you just count 20 or more homers. He's 10th all time. I figure he's got at least two more in him. That would give him six, uh, and then he would only be trailing Dante Bichette with seven and Todd Helton with eight. So, I mean, Ryan McMahon, you know, he's on pace to have a, that kind of cargo-type career. Ooh. Hopefully going to get an all-star game under his belt. Maybe Gold Glove Award this year. The metrics are liking him, I think, a lot more than Nolan Arenado. So uh, there's some, would, some possibility of that. That would be so freaking nice. Uh, that would be another opportunity for us to say we won the trade. Absolutely. That's a good one. Christian Walker, we've learned, is a Rocky killer. I guess that's probably why we should call him Ivan Drago. Oh, I get it. He's a of Rocky. Rocky killer. Rocky. Got it. Ivan Drago, a.k.a. Christian Walker. Four home you're not, runs. You're not allowed to talk about Philly on the show. In three. That's true. The fans get mad. They get mad. For the, I, I think I was in my 20s before I realized that movie took place in Philadelphia. I don't know what? why I thought it was like a New York thing. Because he's Italian. And he's a stallion. Yeah. That's Philly where, has so many Italians. But New York has more stallions. So therefore. Mm. <laughs> yeah, we got to talk about Christian Walker, though. Uh, yeah, four quickly. home runs this series. Oof. Two of them came today. Yeah. I, I'm sitting there looking like... Why would anyone at Coors Field ever pitch <laughs> to Christian Walker after, you know, and plus, like, he's this isn't new information. He should just be intentionally walked every freaking time he steps up to the plate. It's crazy that he's not. Walker is literally in his name. Just walk him. <laughs> so I will say, even though Daniel Bard loaded the bases on walks, I'm not mad that he walked Christian Walker. Yeah, that actually worked out in his favor. Uh, Bard still struggling a little bit to, to get his command, not able to finish his inning. Uh, but yeah, he walks Walker, and you go, hey, that 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 uh, works out. No, one's, no one has a problem with that one. I'm like, finally, someone <laughs> listened to me. I'm just dying over here. No one listens to me anymore, and I have such good ideas. Christian Walker, 22 home runs against the Rockies now. It's disgusting. Fifth most uh, amongst active players. He's got a way to go to... to to get Bonds is 47. In fact, no one will match that number ever. Top five all-time Bonds, Matt Kemp, Sammy Sosa, Reggie Sanders, and Eric Karros. And his son is now in the system. So maybe, maybe he brings some good mojo. Maybe. To the minor league dojos all around the United <laughs> States. Could be. But most active players are players with uh, the most home runs amongst active players uh, against the Rockies. Brandon Crawford, 28. Tied with Paul Goldschmidt, 28. Will Myers, 27. He's still active, folks, I think. I don't know if he's with the team right now, to be honest. I know he got cut by the Reds, and I don't know where he landed. Yeah, let's so look it up dig real that one fast. Up. Brandon Belt, 23, as well as Max Muncy. So Walker right there now with 22. Entered the series with 18. Four at Coors Field. Just absolutely unstoppable. Where Walker goes, the Diamondbacks will follow. Exactly. I don't think he's playing anywhere. I can't find it. Yeah, you know, he, he might not have I don't uh, think he's, signed anywhere. I don't think he's signed anywhere. I think he's just chilling. I'll have to give that a look here in a second. Ty Block, another really good start for him. <laughs> you would have liked him for him to have uh, gotten the victory, but... I know, but Ty Block's had some really good starts lately. I mean, I love that for us, but I love that for him. Yeah, he's... So, look, he's still under contract for next year. Like, he's he's been a free agent before. He's, he's been a minor league free agent. Mm -hmm. That being said... 
Um, you know, he doesn't have six years of service time. So even though he's been around for a while, he's bounced around. Mm -hmm. So uh, unfortunately, he doesn't have six or more years of service time. He won't have that by the end of the year. So I was gonna say, know, where is he in terms of service time? Uh, he entered this year with three plus. So, I mean, he's going to finish. He, he might just barely get four years. So really two more years of, uh, of control if you want him. So, you know, look, Patrick Saunders asked him point blank on Tuesday, you know, do you feel like you're basically battling for a roster spot next year? And in a way he is, you know, he, he was at the end of last year as well uh, before he got designated for assignment, still came back on a minor league deal. Now, you know, it could be a situation where you don't want to designate this guy for assignment because he could go somewhere else and be a really good depth piece mm -hmm. uh, for them. And and we know how much the, the Rockies are kind of hard up for uh, starting rotation guys with, Senzatella and Marquez, we know, are not going to be ready to start the year. We'll wait and see on some of the other options. But uh, tie block was really good for him mm -hmm. uh, to go out and have that nice start. Five innings pitch, only gave up two runs. Really positive news uh, for him. The, the D-back starter, as we talked about on Tuesday's pregame show, was a was an opener, was a reliever. But mm -hmm. then, oh. coming after that, technically, I mean, he didn't make a start, but he is a starting pitcher. They'll stretch him out just a little bit. Eventually, he will get a start. But making his debut at Coors Field, Bryce Jarvis. That's right. Got to know that name. Yeah, that name sounds familiar. His dad, Kevin Jarvis, uh, pitched for the Rockies, <laughs> along with a lot of other teams. But, um, yeah, Bryce Jarvis made his major league debut at Coors Field, came in in the second. They got three innings out of him. His dad was there, so I saw Kevin Jarvis. He still looks exactly the same, by the way. <laughs> but um, it was so cute. Um, uh, we love uh, we love that those tender family moments. But we did uh, get a chance to talk to him in the uh, Diamondbacks clubhouse after yesterday's game. But Alyssa, do we have that clip ready? All right, let's roll it. Do you have any memories here from when you were a kid here at Coors Field when your dad was playing? <laughs> Not really. My dad was showing me a picture of us on the field after one of his games. And uh, he was like, they want us to recreate the picture. And I was like, I don't know what picture you're talking about. I remember, uh, I remember Fenway, and I remember a little bit of him with the D-backs. But outside of that, um, I didn't remember any any rocky stuff. I was gonna say you looked really little in that yeah. picture. <laughs> we know the picture for sure. Yeah. Um, and did he say anything to you after the game about what you did out there? I mean, just that he was proud of me, and um, you know, keep doing that and nothing more. Yeah, I think I just wrote about something about this uh, a week or two ago about fathers and sons, and mm -hmm. here we go. We got another one with a with a Rockies connection, which is super cool. We love a Rockies connection. Yeah, it was super sweet. They did take a picture on the field together, but I don't see how it would be possible for the to recreate that pose because he was so small, and like now they're the same size. Remember that was a TikTok trend for a minute of people recreating yeah. those old photos. That <laughs> would have been funny. So cute. Oh, I that love is, it. Yeah, uh, Alyssa, you should have been producing that photograph post game. You know, we'll have to get you in on that. That she next would have time, posted. Justin Lawrence blew the save. Unfortunately, that one was that one was over quick. Like the blown save was it was like just like that. Mm -hmm. I think he only had thrown four pitches before uh, the Rockies had lost their lead in the ninth inning. That would have been again. They could have swept. They could have swept the the Diamondbacks out of Coors Field like St. Patrick did the Snakes out of Ireland. Could have, but they didn't. Very, very specific, very specific. Yeah, no, we, we were right in there. The Rockies were right in there, both of those games. It really should have been a sweep. Um, I feel like that's been happening to us a lot lately, where we should have swept, and we lost the series. It's true. The, the Rockies have had a hard time with Arizona. I think they're now 2-8 and eight on the season. 
against them. Like they they entered the series one and six. They won on Monday, and you go, all right, let's, maybe they can turn some things around. They unfortunately they don't. Uh, they've had even more trouble against the NL West in in general. They're they're under three hundred in division. So. That's rough, especially you got four more left uh, against the Dodgers. And again, for anyone that doesn't memorize the schedule like we do and <laughs> kind of we have to, Rockies open the final week of the season at home. They finish with the Twins, but they open that final week with the Dodgers. A doubleheader on Tuesday. Monday's Why? an off day. But doubleheader on Tuesday. Monday's an off, this is what I don't understand. <laughs> Monday's an off day for both teams. Yeah. Why can't the Dodgers just get here on Monday? I don't, I don't know. I mean, make they, they, it make sense. I they maybe they have a, a a team trip up to Pikes Peak. They're trying to build some more camaraderie oh, they have for a, the postseason. They have a team building activity. They could have a team building. Are they doing thing. a ropes course? It could be. They might go up to Boulder Reservoir and, and do something. I have no idea. But that's so strange. So they got four in three days against the Dodgers. Uh, I still got three more. They got to go down to Arizona. Three more with the Padres. And we still have a lot six of the Giants, I think, right? I was gonna say, have we played the Giants like more than once this year? I feel like it's I just know. been like this new schedule, yeah, so weird because obviously we face these teams less, but I feel like we haven't faced them. I feel like we've hardly faced them at all this season. So it's crazy to see that we still have all this in division play left with so few weeks left in the season. You've got four teams in the division that you play 13 times, and yet because of what we're used to, to your point. It's like, it just seems like so much less because it's mm -hmm. one less trip to the West Coast, one less trip that those teams are coming here. And so they're going to other places. That's that balanced schedule. That's how that ends up shaking out. I did see uh, in the crowd, Ezekiel Tovar and a Nolan Jones jersey over the last two days. Those might be the first ones I've seen. I think I, seen a, I saw a Tovar one some point earlier this season, but that might've been the first Nolan Jones one. I'm kind of surprised. These are great investments. These yes. are incredible investments because these guys are going to be stars. I mean, they already yep. are, but like, whew, they are going to be huge. Buy those jerseys. Renee, invest, invest, invest. Invest. And MLB does have jersey assurance, not insurance, but assurance. Talking with Renee Deckard of Purple Road today. We were getting into it. MLB has this guarantee where if a player that whose jersey you get from the MLB shop, uh, if they get like traded and they go to another team within 90 days, you send the jersey back, you got to fill out a form or whatever, and they'll like send you a new jersey, which is great, but 90 days isn't a That's ton. That's not enough. That's no. That's not enough time. You basically, you almost have to wait until like May 1st before you can, because if you get a guy on opening day, mm -hmm. the, that trade deadline is past 90 days. Now you're fine. If you get a jersey now, these guys aren't going anywhere, so you'll at least be able to wear it for mm -hmm. eight months. I mean, you're going to be able to wear Tovar and Nolan Jones jerseys for a lot longer than that, but even still... That's a nice, that's a nice gesture, perhaps, by MLB I, You shop. know what? I didn't know they had that. <laughs> I kind of love that. I mean, it's something. It's better than nothing. It is. I would agree. Uh, you know what's better than nothing? BOGO. BOGO is better than nothing because you buy one and you get one for nothing from Shady Rays and ShadyRays.com. Mm -hmm. You use promo code DNVR. You buy a pair. You get a pair for free. So you can either get... Two for the price of one there, or you be a nice person. You gift out your pair to somebody else. Mm -hmm. Be a sweetheart. The cool thing is uh, Shady Rays, the folks over there, they are sweethearts at this independent sunglass company rated five stars by over 200,000 folks. They're such sweethearts that if you lose or break your glasses, so you're in a way negligent, in a way irresponsible. We know accidents happen, but they will back you up. The lost and broken replacement policy is fantastic if life 
happens to you. If you also happen to not like the glasses you picked out, go ahead, trade them in, uh, full refund within 30 days. So again, go down to the Park Meadows Mall if you need to, try them on, buy two more pairs of polarized shades, and you get 50% off those bad boys. Shady Rays, it's still summertime, folks. It's getting hot again. We forgot about that with the cool temperatures and was, the overcast. You need fool's, shades again. Fool's Autumn. That's Ooh, what it's never, called. I've never heard that. Mm -hmm. I like yeah. that. Yeah, when you get a little taste of the fall, and you're like, ooh, oh. it's cool out now. No, it's not. That's <laughs> Fool's Autumn. You're a fool. I've <laughs> never heard that. I love that. That's, yeah. That is what it is. That yeah. makes total sense. That's a, that's a great phrase. Game time tickets makes a lot of sense, too. Partially because when you use promo code DNVR, your first purchase, you get 20% off right off the rip, right off the top. That's mm -hmm. fantastic. Even better than that, you go, well, I, I already redeemed it. I just did that for a, a Rockies game. Broncos preseason. We got an awesome tailgate for that. Mm -hmm. Whatever it may be, if you've already burned through that free 20 bucks that Game Time Tickets is giving you, well, hang out near an arena. Go there. <laughs> go for some drinks. Loiter. Look, do some loitering. You know what I mean? I don't know what the rules are. If you just you know walk a block every five minutes, I guess that will work. <laughs> but seriously, if you're like on the fence about an event, like if it hits the right price, I'm going to go. Game Time Tickets is where it's going to hit the right price. If you wait closer to the start of an event, you can get up to 60% off the face value uh, of those tickets. And it's just it really can't be beaten. So people don't want to lose money if they've got the tickets. And you want to... Get them for a better price. That's why you're going to Game Time Tickets and why you're using promo code DNVR for 20 bucks off that first purchase. Today's the start of the Little League World Series. Mm -hmm. I, my, my team is playing today. Yeah, I saw you. I saw that. The mm -hmm. town you grew up in? Media, Pennsylvania. That was... The county seat of Delaware County, so literally like the capital of Delco. What? You went to, did you go to Media Elementary School? Is that what no, it was called? No, I went to Rose Tree Elementary School because I'm from the Rose Tree neighborhood of um, Media. And that's a small town, right? I saw like it has like 5,000 population. Yeah, it's, it's small. But to be fair, and we know like being from the East Coast, it's like. There's a you, lot of towns. A lot There's of towns. There's a lot of towns. It's exactly. not It's not a small town America. It's, we're, you know, 20 minutes outside of Philly. That's very cool that they qualify. Was that, is that their, probably the first time that they've. Yeah, I, I, it That's is their awesome. first time, um, uh, and yeah, they're they're playing right now. I'm super stoked about it. That's awesome. Yeah, Jerickson Profar uh, played in two as an 11 year old, 12 year old with William Stead Curacao. His two brothers, Jerdrick and Jeremy, also represented that town. And his little league is names. playing right now in Williamsport. He said he sent some gifts out there. You wouldn't tell me what they were, so. I don't know if you want to do want to spoil the surprise, but he knows the coach actually played with the coach oh my uh, when they were young. Uh, Why so secretive? Hey, he's got something good. Elias Diaz also did the same thing. Send some gifts out there. Maracaibo, Venezuela, his little league, the little league that he goes mm -hmm. to train at each and every off season. And Profar, he trains with uh, down there at Willemstead as well in Curacao. They are in the little league world series. That's really cool. We, we talked about it last year. Randall Gritchick mm -hmm. to Williamsport Little League World Series when he was a kid as well. It's pretty cool. You know, my favorite thing about the Little League World Series is that it's actually a World Series. The whole damn yeah. world world is involved, not just not just us idiots over here in America. It wasn't original. I think in 1947 was their first year, and it was like 12 teams. I think it was like four teams just from Williamsport, then <laughs> like seven teams from Pennsylvania, and then one from New Jersey. How how did anyone do anything in the 40s? Like, I know. How did you find out about anything? They didn't. I don't think they called the Little League World Series properly at that time. So we'll kind of uh, give them a pass in general. Other Rockies who have played in the Little League World Series, 
Charlie Hayes uh, would have been the first back mm-hmm. in 1977. Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Jason Marquis did it. Hmm. Um, in fact, I believe Charlie Hayes and Jason Marquis are the only two players to play in the Little League World Series and in the actual World Series. That's pretty neat. Or at least from the from the Rockies. Are from concerned. the Rockies, Because I think yeah. Jason Veritek did that as well. Or maybe he did something with College World Series. Mm. It's spiraling uncontrollably. Dave Veres and David Cortez, uh, also two former uh, Rockies who played as kids there. So uh, I love that. Colorado, unfortunately, has never qualified for the Little League World Series. That's a damn shame. That's really weird. And they actually, uh, last year, they created a new region called the Mountain Region. Rockies aren't in it. I don't, I don't know why. Who's in the Mountain Region? Um... Montana, Wyoming, Idaho, and Nevada. Utah and Nevada, excuse me. Yeah, but not Colorado. So they only have four teams in there. What, region, what region is Colorado in? I think that was a trivia question I wanted to ask you. Yes, are, are they in the Northwest, Southwest, West, or Mountain region? I'm going to guess that they're in the Southwest. You would be correct. Which is dumb. It's That's stupid. Yeah, they, they should be in the Mountain region. They should. Yeah, so instead, they have to play against both teams from Texas. That's where Randall Gritchick came out of. So mm-hmm. basically... Yo, Texas it, has some baseball <laughs> teams, man. That's why we've never qualified. If you're from Colorado Springs and played on the 2003-2004 Academy Little League team, you had to go through Randall Gritchick's team. And, 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 you were, and you were not successful. You didn't go through that. You, you didn't stand a chance, and that's not, your, that's not on you. No. So they got the two teams from Texas, and then Louisiana, which is kind of a powerhouse as well. So five, uh, five states in total have never reached Williamsport, Colorado, Arkansas, or no, excuse me, uh, the, some of those teams have never done it in that, that region. Uh, Alaska has never qualified. They made it to the regional final. They lost to Seattle, Washington. Mm-hmm. So they were, they were on the precipice of becoming the first team to do that. North Dakota qualified. That was their first time, yeah. Fargo, North Dakota. They had a GoFundMe. They have enough kids? They just barely, I guess. Hmm. They're so good they only play with eight. <laughs> but, like, again, that's a disadvantage some of those teams have. No, the, t- the, the states that have never qualified, Alaska, Wyoming, Kansas, Wisconsin, Vermont, Washington, D.C., and, unfortunately, our beloved Colorado. Mm. So you can root for Rhode Island. All right. They're, they're, they qualified. Mm-hmm. That's an obscure state. If you've traveled there, you go, oh, they're kind of an underdog. Again, Wilmstead, Curacao for Jerks and Profar. Again, we've got uh, Maracaibo in, in Venezuela, where Elias Diaz played. There's a team from Cuba, first ever Cuban team, to qualify for Williamsport. Last year, I think, was the first year they maybe even had the opportunity I to. I was going to say, I think that, yeah, they probably didn't have too many opportunities. Yeah. Panama, until pretty recently. Yeah. Panama won today. Justin I was going to say, I saw Justin Lawrence posting about Team Panama. Yeah. He loves a Team Panama. And, uh, and there's a team from Czech Republic, too, the first time they qualified. And so... Uh, Rob from the, the Rockies PR team, he went over uh, to Japan to, uh, to work the PR for Team Czech Republic in the World Baseball Classic. So, you know, hey, that's a, that's a Colorado con- uh, connection just in general. That's so fun. I, I like that. I'm going to tell everyone that they should root for my hometown team, though. Root for media. That's on the board. It, I, I think that's worthy of. And of you know in there. what? Because everyone, listen, Delco <laughs> is a very special place. If you know, you know, it, where all the craziest of crazy Philly people come from. But uh, a team from Delco hasn't uh, made a Little League World Series appearance since like the 80s. Wow. So it's been it's been a while since yeah. that specific region. But no one goes harder for sports mm. in the Philadelphia area or in the world than Delaware County. 
Delaware County, man. Ask him, next time you see Nolan Jones, you ask him. He knows. Ask, ask him what he thinks of Delco. <laughs> I'm sure it. he'll tell you. <laughs> man, I've, he's, he's played hockey, so, I mean, after fighting the, the guys on the, on the ice, you, you take it to the stands if you need to, probably, at times, if it gets that crazy. Okay. Petty pageant. Hey, mm-hmm. you rank them. Tell me where this, this ranks. We'll, we'll start off with the obvious one okay. from last week. Jose Ramirez and Tim Anderson, who we'll see here at the stadium, White Sox, Rockies, hard tag. They've got beef going back and forth. Petty might not be the right word, but any major fault that you have in, in either of uh, those gentlemen, or are you just saying it's just kind of something that happens? You have to agree to disagree. Sometimes it comes to blows, but you just have to agree to disagree. I've never agreed to disagree in my entire life, um, and I don't <laughs> support Jose Ramirez doing that. I'm on his side in this. I think Tim Anderson was so disrespectful to him. I'm 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 good with how that fight turned out. He got hit twice that week. I had not, or, or within like a couple weeks. I, I didn't realize with the Yasmani Grandal business that he uh, he may have gotten hit for saying, "Oh, you want to leave a day early before the All Star break? Here, I'll pay your flight." And, uh, and he may have taken one to the chops. All right, so that's where we'll start with. Did you hear about uh, what happened with Keenan Middleton and his uh, first trip back to New Comiskey Park, uh, guaranteed rate field? He, of course, traded to the Yankees, mm-hmm. one of the few guys that they ended up getting, and said, yeah, that clubhouse is kind of in, in disarray just a little bit. He goes back there with the Yankees, made a relief appearance, and his name appeared on the board, but not his image. And why exactly? Why uh, there's there's some questions. He said, yeah, you know, the White Sox have a no rules rules culture. The White Sox GM Rick Hahn issued a response saying, oh, those remarks are ironic for a guy who had to issue a, a, an apology for unprofessional behavior to the clubhouse. Well, it sounds like everyone doors. was doing it, you know, a little bit. It sounded like he was just part of the culture, part of the no rules culture that had already been established. Very true. Very true. So his picture is not up on the board. And then the White Sox actually, instead of just like ignoring it and being like, you know, that that thing happens without actually saying it, they issue an apology or rather uh, a statement saying the omission was not intentional, but resulted because of duplicate players listed under one uniform number on MLB's downloadable Yankee roster. So, you know, you use multiple it, it, guys. Excuses. That's. Are you buying that? Is that petty? No. Are the White Sox petty? Th- that's the, they're, why would they? They should have just said nothing because that's worse than saying nothing. Like. Sure. Best case scenario, they're lying. Worst case scenario, they're not good at their jobs. <laughs> yeah. This is dumb. This is all dumb. Now, you talked about it. You touched on it last week. Let's mm-hmm. see if, if this is worse than either issue that the White Sox have had in the last week. The 30th anniversary for the Colorado Rockies and Marvin Freeman, Rockies leader for best ERA in a single season by a starter. Marvin Freeman claims the Rockies invited him to the 30th anniversary celebration. Of course, he would have to pay for his own flight as well as his own hotel. Petty, where do you rank that one? Here's the thing. I just like, I still don't know what the industry standard is because if you're going to invite back every player who's ever played for you, Like, it's not really possible to buy them all flights and to house them all. Yeah. So I guess it depends on, like, how many other guys the Rockies invited. Um, uh, I mean, a guy like him, like, maybe they should have offered him a little bit more. Maybe they could have just offered him a room at the rally. A rental car. They could have offered him a room at the rally. Yeah. You know, we own a freaking hotel. (laughs) Those are the two words, industry standard. Because you're right. Yeah. I I think there's a good chance that... When you're having these kind of things, 
you might not be able to extend, you know, the, the full package for everybody or, hey, if we say you're going to have a flight and a room, hey, I can't fly by myself. I need my significant other. And you go, yeah, that's true. So you know what? We're not going to really offer it for anybody except like the Blake Street Bombers or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. So I, I think you're right. I think, yeah, it raises some eyebrows, but is, is that a common practice? I honestly think it probably is by a lot of teams. Yeah, I uh, now now of course all of this drama we have to like ask all of the <laughs> old timers coming back like so how are you compensated? Where are you staying? <laughs> Who flew you out? Did you fly on Southwest? Tell me everything. Did you get some free swag? How does that go? Uh, and then you know it's still kind of breaking down just just a little bit. But Kevin Brown. Baltimore Orioles situation. Oh, boy. I'm, like, that, so annoyed. That takes the cake, huh? Is that this, the most pettiest thing? He should have never been suspended. This is this is also so dumb. Yeah. Yeah, he just read basically what was on a, a piece of paper. He put it in his own words. It was on the graphic. The people who did the graphics in the truck, they did not get suspended, to our knowledge. The people in the uh, Orioles PR department, they did not get suspended for putting uh, this information on the game notes. But yeah, like it's just facts. He's just talking. He just said something that was true and not even something that was necessarily mean. No, not at all. It's just they're just facts. And I have like a nice why little positive we, spin. Why are the Orioles anti-fact? Ooh, now it's we're not a good look for them. It's not a good look and it's not going to be good karma. They need to clean this mess up before they or they. Uh. Yeah. No. And, and, and is that going to be a story in the postseason, too? Like people will pick that up for, for those baseball folks because i don't know how far it got outside the baseball world that's one of those stories where yeah other people are going to notice it Mm -hmm. in the sporting world but are people who read like us weekly or people magazine like hey orioles go to the world series this year that story could kind of kick up some more dust again and it Mm -hmm. comes back to light in the forefront and you got to relive it and you go yeah that was kind of petty by us we probably shouldn't have done that it's yeah I don't know what they're doing. They need to they need to loosen the reins on their broadcasters. Yeah. They need to they need to relax. If they need to loosen up, I, I recommend they check out Breck Brew and the Palisade Peach Weed. Mm. Back to I actually recommend the Mountain Beach Sour. I was gonna say it's Mountain Beach Sour season. It is. We're, it's we're that time. sixteen days into August. It's <laughs> Mountain Beach Sour is the beer of the month. <laughs> oh, fresh pineapple, thirst quenching sour, vacation in a can, or if you're at the DMVR bar, party in a pint. As we've Party now trade pint. Marked. Yeah, it's, that pint six dollars here, all good. month. That's good. All yeah, month. vibrant flavors of tart lime, pineapple blend with sweet notes of guava, brings the tropics, taste of the tropics to the high country. You go to breckbrew.com, find out where you can get it anywhere you, that you are located. Yeah. Because maybe it's a supermarket, maybe it's a liquor store, maybe you don't live in the Rocky Mountain region. Fear not. Go to breckbrew.com, type in your area code, and uh, you might find out where you can get a taste. Of the Rockies. You're going to find it. I like that. Pins mm-hmm. and Aces uh, is a great place. You can get a good taste in your liquor stick or your beer sleeve. These are things you put in your golf bag to conceal the fact that you're living your best life, to, for lack of a better term. I would say uh, if you're doing that with the liquor stick or beer sleeve, you get 15% off with promo code DNVR over at pinsandaces.com. You get free shipping as well uh, on that first order. They got polos, tees. The caps are absolutely fantastic. The pants, very breathable. That's what I've been wearing all summer. Mm -hmm. Super comfortable. Nothing better than pins and aces. Pinsandaces.com. Use that code DNVR for 15% off and free shipping off of that first purchase. Good-ass deal. It's a great deal. Mm -hmm. All right. Are we ready for our next 
Ooh. segment. We got Final something segment, cooking maybe. up. Something Matt cooking. cooking up. It's not. We're not cooking anything. <laughs> um, uh, some other people were cooking with um, uh, the quote machine. We're gonna play say what? Yeah. Say what? Where I give you Patrick some Ooh. out of context quotes, and you are going to guess who said them. Are you ready? I haven't seen these. You haven't. All right. Alyssa's seen them Here though. Alyssa, are you ready? How am I gonna do? What's the over under, Alyssa? How many do you think of these I'm gonna get? There's, there's only three of them. Ooh. So. Do you think I'll get one? One for sure. One for sure? Ooh, now there's pressure he on me. He better get one. I if you like, don't get one, that's embarrassing. I feel like the first couple times we did these, I did great, and since then, I don't. I don't have it. And you're not stacking the deck against me either. You're fair. You're a fair game show host. I, I'm a fair game I just show don't host. Have Thank it. you for recognizing that. All right, we're gonna start off. We're gonna start off with the first one here. Quote. It's a great combination, range and an arm. He's gifted. Oh, okay. Ooh, Patrick, I got... who said this? That was this morning. <laughs> it was Bud Black. Yes. Now, Nolan, oh, yeah, I don't have to even say who it was about. I'm pretty sure it was about Brent Doyle. Yes, it was. I mean, hey, you could say about Nolan Jones right now, too, but Brent Doyle, guy who won a minor league gold glove award in 2021. Mm -hmm. uh, I asked Buddy today, I was like, you know, where does Jones and Doyle rank since you've been here, as far as defense is concerned, in your outfield since 2017, he said Doyle, uh, he didn't even name another center fielder to give them credit. Mm -hmm. He said, no, Doyle is the best defender in center field, and he's been up here for, what, four months? Already the best defender. Did give a shout-out to Cargo. Mm -hmm. Gerardo Parra said, hey, Ian Desmond, good athlete out there. Uh, but ultimately, I mean, Doyle in center field. Fantastic. Yeah, big compliment. Big compliment coming big? from Bud Black, who has seen a lot. Yes. Seen a lot. All right, here's our next quote. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, quote, I'm glad he didn't get hurt. That was a little scary. I think the net over there probably saved him a little bit. Patrick, who said that? Whoa, okay. Yeah, you got to be up to date on weird things that have happened at ballparks. <laughs> on, net, on net stuff. Now, Nolan Jones made a great net catch. I think, was that in Washington? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know who would have said that about him. That's a couple weeks old. That doesn't that doesn't sound fresh. So it, it has to be somebody fresh. else. You know we only use the freshest quotes here <laughs> on Say What. Freshly squeezed quotes. I have no idea who who <laughs> made a really good play. I haven't seen in uh, too many um, highlights. This is Kevin Cash on Randy Arozarena, and we <gasps> do have the video. He made a crazy, crazy catch that sent him tumbling into the stands. Might remind you of maybe something Nolan Arenado has done at Coors Field. But uh, do we have the video of that, Alyssa? She's going to pull it up. Was and... this uh, in San Francisco? No. Yes. Because I think Tampa's in San Francisco yeah, no, right they, now. Yeah, no, we, we were just talking about them. And you yeah. did say Nolan Arenado and talking about a tarp play. That mm -hmm. was in San Francisco. So uh, that stands to reason. Yeah, that, okay. That's right. Yeah, so basically, okay, do we need to be watching uh, San Francisco in terms of it being an OSHA hazard? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. All right, so if you're watching <laughs> this on YouTube, this is the play. He makes this catch, okay? Just tumbles over into the seats. No net. No net. Wow. Feet overhead, just like. Ass over tea kettle, as exactly. they say in that's, a, that's exactly what that was. But wow. yeah, he's good. Look at him. He's fine. <laughs> like, I would be uh, I would be in bed for days if that happened to me. <laughs> I'm going to say this. He might have been shaken up a tiny, tiny bit, only because he did not emerge with his hands on his hips. The trademark <laughs> Randy Arozarena pose didn't. 
Didn't do that. Oh, didn't also, I guess he didn't come up with the ball either, did he? Yeah, I don't think he did. No. Yeah. All, another reason did. why he didn't have his stance. I wonder if, <laughs> I wonder if uh, Randy and Alan Trejo are friends. They were on Team Mexico together. And they were. They were. They were. Oh. Trejo homered off his uh, former teammate Julio Urias. They'll be hanging out next week on mm-hmm. the road with you in fact with me they'll be hanging yes, out with i you. will be i will be down there uh, at the uh at the trap i want a lot i want at least minimum of seven photographs of all the different boots randy rosarena has at his locker or he's, that he wears in he is minimum iconic seven. he minimum is seven. iconic absolutely all right we got <laughs> one more quote for you patrick are you ready yeah all right quote there's a lot of blind luck involved in this i could have been looking down at my scorecard and writing in RBI double or whatever, and not even seen them pop up because it was such a bang, bang play. End quote. Patrick, who said this? I'm trying to figure out from the silhouettes <laughs> what that is. I feel like the silhouettes might give it away, actually. You might hit the over on this. I mean, it makes... <laughs> yeah, it makes me think of the, the Aaron Boone and Laz Diaz. That was over a week ago, and that doesn't line up with the quote exactly blind luck wow no i i'm sure when i see it i'm gonna know and, and again i appreciate all the people by the way in the chat or technically not in the chat on the dmvr sports channel live mm-hmm. on youtube who are not going like you're an idiot for not knowing this one it's so blatantly obvious so thank you for all you guys if you're that kind also leave us a review uh anywhere you listen to a podcast but i don't know Susie, what was it uh so guardians broadcaster tom hamilton said this about the viral call of that jose ramirez tim anderson fight so i know <laughs> of course that that fight happened you know a couple of weeks ago it was a while ago. Uh, time means nothing to me week at this point. Week and a half, point. not two weeks. Week, week and, and a half. half. It's okay. But, it's um, a big story. Hey, but, I talked about it too in my game, so exactly, it's relevant. Exactly. But <laughs> um, uh, Sports Illustrated just did a story, like a, like an oral history of his call <laughs> of uh, this insane baseball moment. Best baseball fight we've seen in decades. Yeah, fun stuff. All right, Patrick, you got one of three, and you didn't get the one that Alyssa thought you would get. You got the oh, one really? I thought you would get. She oh, thought you would get that one because of the... Now I'm confused. I was going to kind of feel good about myself for being average, and now I don't I don't know if if I whiffed on one that I that I probably should have gotten. Yeah, man, that's a, that's a brawl. We will not be... It's not relevant to ask Tim Anderson. Again, in the chat, like, hey, you're going to talk to Tim Anderson? Tim Anderson? No, it has nothing to do with Rockies, White Sox. Buddy was, it would say that too. Buddy, if you even talk about tomorrow's game or reference anything, hey, we're trying to win today. So I don't know if TA7 would be as I'm not, good as that. Tim Anderson seems a little unhinged to me, so I'm not asking him anything. <laughs> I'm not asking him a damn thing. No, no, but you can ask us questions if you'd like on there Twitter. Uh, at DNVR underscore Rockies. At Patrick D. Lyons is where questions can be asked of me. Um, and you can find me at the Susie Hunter on all platforms. Don't ask me anything. I don't want to talk to anyone. <laughs> Are you, uh, all, if you said all, all platforms, does that mean Blue Sky as well? I am on Blue Sky. Yeah. No, I got that invite code. Henceforth, all platforms. All platforms. You say it, you mean it. I mm-hmm. love that. And I love the momentum that we have, except there's one flaw with that. That your show is only as good as your next show. Good thing it's gonna be a Susie show. Yes, it is. On Friday. Friday, five o'clock. We are going to have Christian Sayas here with me, and I have a great conversation with Ryan Feltner. Ooh. 
freshly um, uh, upgrading himself on the comeback trail. That was a really mixed metaphor, but it's a great conversation. So I hope you guys tune in on Friday. It's going to be very good. Yeah. Make sure you come back here on the DVR Sports Channel live on YouTube.